you know what? I like it when I have to speak to someone and they have to say mm. their name themselves because it's an interesting <laughs> surname. So I'm speaking to Janine, <laughs> Denise Indrjith. Am I saying it right? Mm-hmm. Indrjith. <laughs> Denise, <laughs> how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, Janine. How are you? Lekker, lekker, lekker. I love getting to know new people, you see. So here you are. <laughs> You've got all these listeners, and they want to get to know you personally. So you've got to introduce mm-hmm. yourself. If you had to say personality and family and what you do for a living, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Who is Denise Inderjith? Yeah. So Denise Inderjith is 34 years old. I currently reside in Durban. I was born and raised in um, a town called Phoenix. I'm sure the listeners are not familiar with uh, the little town of Phoenix, but it is somewhere northwest of Durban. And I am a civil engineering uh, graduate. I studied at the University of KZN as a bursary student. Um, This year, May, will be five years that I'm married. Kids are in the pipeline, but they have not happened yet. We're still working Hopefully, on by that. God's grace, they will happen <laughs> at some point. Civil yes, engineering. Um, I'm fascinated mm-hmm. now. I mean, what, what do you do with a degree like that? So, unfortunately, I'm not a practicing engineer. So, I did come out of university with a degree, but I sort of ventured off into project management. If you happen to hear any strange noises in the background, that would be the port environment <laughs> that I'm currently situated in. <laughs> oh, you see, you see. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm just wondering if you wanted to go study something like engineering, mm-hmm. are you the kind of person yes. then that you like to know how things fit into one another, how it works? You like to puzzle out that kind of thing. So um, I've always had a science-based um, mentality or thought process. So I'm very methodical. Um, very practical. I like being able to apply common sense and working out things. So I think that's basically how I managed to get through that degree in the first place. <laughs> but that does help you a lot when you do project organizing. Kind of, I mean, the whole thing about organizing yes, any kind yes. of project is to be methodical and to not miss anything. Yes, definitely. There's a lot of science behind uh, project management in general. Um, I don't physically do a lot of project management at the moment. So I've progressed from that over the years, but it definitely comes in handy. And if you had to say what kind of hobbies you have, you know, when you're not working Mm -hmm. and when you're not, you know, building the Mm -hmm. South Africa, what what kind of hobbies, what what makes you relax? So I've always been uh, a bookworm. I love reading. I always have loved reading. Um, if I'm not reading, I'm busy working on my music. So it started off as a hobby as such. But now, you know, it's uh, it's more of a full-time thing, almost like um, a second job as such. And then if I happen to have spare time apart from that, um, I'm usually with my family. Spare time is a luxury these days uh-huh. for a lot of people. So I try to allocate as much time as possible to my family. Yeah, I can only imagine. But relatively mm-hmm. recent, this music thing in your life. If you, I mean, if you only started writing music, what, seven mm-hmm. years ago? Why did you do it? I mean, if you liked music up until then, mm-hmm. what, what convinces you that let's do this in a more formal base? So, um, honestly, the thought of writing and recording music never actually crossed my mind. You know, I'm 
I play the keyboard and I am self-taught. So all that I know, I've just picked up over the years from various musicians and trying to play in the church band as well. So um, let's just say I spent some time tinkering at the keyboard one day and what was my practice session sort of turned into a little bit of a worship session. And, you know, when you're in worship, all kinds of creative words come to you because, I mean, that's your intimate time with God. And, yeah, lyrics started to come together in that in that moment. And the more I did it, the, the more lyrics came to me. And so, I, yes, I started writing a, a while ago. But in actual fact, you know, um, a lot of people will say to you that God brings people into your life for a time and a season. And I met this wonderful woman. She's a music teacher. And she actually pushed me towards the recording of I Am Yours because she said to me, you know, you have you obviously have a knack for this. And she personally thought I was good at it, even <laughs> though I didn't think I was good at it. <laughs> but she says, let's do this. You obviously are, are not going to write for yourself. You're writing about God. That's something that can never do any harm to anybody. All you can do is uplift them. So let's go. Let's do this. And so she, because she knows a lot of professional people, she sort of uh, spearheaded the project and she gathered the musicians and singers and everybody that was needed for the technical work. And so that's how we started on I Am Yours. She got together the singers. She um, she created the pieces um, in terms of melodies and harmonies and all of that for all of our singers. And so that's how we got to going with our rehearsals and eventually our studio day. Sure. We're going to get to that, definitely, going into the studio <laughs> and the whole experience. Mm -hmm. But I am curious, yes. so what does your husband then say if you come home and you say, I had this interesting conversation with this interesting lady and we're <laughs> going to record this song. What did he say? Oh, gosh, he was honestly so excited. My husband is a drummer and an excellent one at that. So you must know drummers are all in when it comes to music. <laughs> <laughs> they literally are the heartbeat of any song. So he was like over the moon about it. He couldn't even believe that we were talking about something as major as recording a song. <laughs> because it is major, isn't it? I mean, it's a huge step from dreaming about something, tinkling I on your know. keyboard, um, maybe playing at a church yes. saying... I've got this mm. song and then testing it on people. When did you when did you test it on your church? Obviously they they must have, you know, given you the opportunity to play them your new song. So to be honest, I didn't feel confident enough. Shy. I didn't want to share to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so it took me a long time. In fact, I only recently shared it with our church, um, closer to the release date. Because, you know, prior to that, in its raw form, I honestly did not think I had what it takes <laughs> to share it with anybody outside of my family. And so, yeah, they only recently heard it closer to the release date. And that was obviously the final product that they got to hear. <laughs> and then when you played them your song, what did they say? People were absolutely dumbfounded if I can use that term. Most people, the first words that came out of their mouths were, I can't believe you did this. Mm. And it's so amazing. And you can just feel such a peace and a serenity come through on the recording. So that was 
definitely great to hear. But it must have been hard for you because it, it is a risk, huh? To play something to someone mm-hmm. who doesn't know you at all, that's one thing. But mm-hmm. to play it to people who you're going to meet again next week and you've played yes. that song of yours, were you daunted? Were you scared when you played it originally? Honestly, um, I have to say I I just... I set myself up to not <laughs> receive too many great reviews about the song. I think in my mind, I decided um, rather play it safe and not expect too much from people. But um, to receive the opposite in comments and reviews, it was just, it was mind-blowing, I have to say. And, you know, the truth is, from the youngest to the oldest, I was so, I felt so... Um, so warm and you know just like so filled with joy to hear the kind of comments that people made and that was regardless of the age group that they were in yeah yeah and and obviously mm-hmm. if this is the kind of feedback that you get i mean an artist feeds or feedback um and if you get some yes. positive feedback it, it does it does it give mm-hmm. you some boldness and guts to do more of this definitely you know, honestly um if you look at my youtube page um, there are maybe about five to six hundred views, uh, not that many likes, which for me felt a little bit discouraging at first. <laughs> but definitely now that I've put the first one out there, I feel so much more confident about the next project. Because what do you want to do with this now? Do you want to make music, set it out there and then just go on with your life? Or do you, do you feel you're going to go out and actually minister with this stuff? Um. In my mind, well, more in my spirit, actually, I would love the idea of full-time ministry, full-time worship, developing um, in that sphere of worship teams, worship leaders, collaboration, that sort of thing. Because it is fun to write with other people, isn't it? To to bring your little bit to the table and then uh, uh, bounce it off people who love music as much as you do. Yeah, I haven't gotten to experience that just yet, but I'm hoping um, as more releases come through that people would be interested in working with me as well. (laughs) Now, the one thing about being a worshipper is you can't fake Mm -hmm. it. There's a difference between someone who sings well Mm -hmm. and sings a worship song well versus someone who connects with Jesus while they're worshiping. So I want to find out from you. um, Mm -hmm. How did you get to meet him in the first place? And actually that you know that you know that you know today that when you're worshipping, you're worshipping someone lovely. So that is an excellent question and not one that I've been asked before. But I have to say, well, I was born a Christian. So for me, I was raised in a Christian home, you know, attending church weekly, uh, praying together as a family, that sort of thing. But when you're a child, you don't actually know what you're doing. You're just being obedient to your parents. But as I grew and I think more into my teen years, I was always um, an introvert. In fact, I still am for the most part of it. And I was always the one that never made a lot of friends. So you can say that as I grew, you know, you start to, you want that connection with somebody and you want to be close to somebody, especially as you're uh, getting older. And I found that the more I prayed, the more I felt at ease. So the more I felt at ease, the more I went back to talking to God. And as time went by, 
I realized that he's practically the very best friend that I have because I've never had a best friend, not in human form. And that closeness just grew and grew and grew as I aged. And the beautiful part of it is I'm at this point where I feel like I don't need a human best friend because that's how much I can speak to the Holy Spirit randomly and and worship, um, you know, at any given time of day or night or whatever it is. And that closeness that, uh, yes, you're asking about how I knew that he is God and he's the one that, you know, I can connect with sort of thing. That kind of closeness and intimacy sort of developed um, later in my teen years, going into adulthood. Mm, That's very, very special. I must say, Mm -hmm. I love how, I mean, Romans 120 says that he created what he created in such a way that's a revelation of himself. So obviously, Mm -hmm. as he created man, he created marriage and he gave Mm -hmm. you a man who loves mm-hmm. you unconditionally. So so it's a revelation yes. of how his love is, mm-hmm. his romantic love is for you as well. And I found that very, very few Christians mm-hmm. relate to God yeah. as a as an intimate God, as a as a romantic God, as a God that's got those kinds of feelings. But I mean mm. he reveals it in marriage, isn't it? That something that you've tasted then when you found your soulmate that you could do life with as well as a revelation of him. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Um, I knew or I first met my husband when I was about 16. And I met him in the church that I was um, attending at that time. And we we got off to a very good start as friends because obviously I was still young. And having the kind of strict parents that I do, um, obviously I was not allowed to date until I finished school. <laughs> really? I'm aware. <laughs> yes, that was the rule. <laughs> So, yes, we we were friends from a young age. Um, He was actually the drummer in the church band at that time. And I got to, as I got to know him later on in life, I realized that, you know, there's just, there's that soul connection. It's not just that friendship on the outside. And we are still like best friends now as well. But it's that, um, it's actually difficult to put into words. But it's that soul connection where I, he can look past all of my, my flaws and all of my shortcomings and I can do the same for him because he's the kind of person that makes it so easy to, to look past how you, you're annoying me right now. <laughs> you know, and to see, to see the Christ in him past all of his little um, issues or any of those kinds of things. And it's a precious thing, isn't it? I mean, that that yeah, thing called yes. unconditional love. That because we don't mm. expect God to love us that way. We we want Him to, or we understand Him to love us the same way we love yes. people. When when they're nice, we feel mm. nice, and when they're not nice or when they make a mistake, it takes us a while to get over it. But God's <laughs> unconditional love. There's nothing yes. like a marriage to show you that thing. Yes, no, definitely. You're 100% spot on there. (laughs) And I was actually saying to someone the other day that we don't actually understand what we call this unconditional love. As human beings, we we are so far from fully comprehending what it is God is offering us. Yeah, and he knows everything, doesn't he? I mean, he knows Every hard problem in there, every every failure, and despite knowing, seriously knowing it even better than your yes. husband, he still loves mm. you like that. 
Exactly. And um, I was actually praying the other day and I, I was upset about something and I, I cried. I, you know, I was in tears at that time. And I was actually just saying to uh, to God, you know, I know I failed you. I know I did this and I'm sure you're not pleased about it or the way I went about what I did. And I know you have every reason to like just ignore me right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I know that, that you're still listening and you, you'll see past what I did, but help me to see past what I did because I don't want that to become a hindrance in in getting closer to you and, you know, just just being with you and being one with you. And I think quite a few Christians have a problem with that thing, that that you judge yourself so harshly just because you know too much about yourself that it's very hard to to have just that openness and boldness with God because you feel disqualified? Um, In the beginning, I think I felt a lot more like that when I was younger. But I think over time, if you spend enough um, quality time, you know, in prayer and in worship and even in the Word, I think it is possible to get to that place where you're not so hard on yourself in certain aspects, you don't let, um, you know, feelings of guilt sort of hold you back or feelings of failure hold you back because you've come to that place where um, your relationship with God is, is so much stronger than it used to be that you know you'll get past that, you'll get over all of those, those things that happened in between. Let's get to your song. We're now going to listen to the song, mm-hmm. but I want people to hear what you mean for mm-hmm. them to hear. I mean, sometimes you, you get stuck at the beautiful melody or because yeah. you're at some funny place, whatever it is that you sing, it doesn't get through. If I'm now <laughs> listening to your song, what is it that you mm. want me to hear and understand that you're saying? So for me, the song in itself is, um, it's basically about our total dependence on God and our complete surrender in terms of the lyrics, um, I know people might find it a little bit broad, uh, theme-wise, but that is the very essence of what I'm trying to say, is that our dependence on God is so broad. It traverses every area of our lives. And in the same way, our surrender needs to be in every area of our lives. Okay, we're going to listen to the song, but before we jump into it, if people want to connect mm-hmm. with you, if they want yes. to um, follow you and stay up to date with your music, socials, you know, website, telephone, yes. all of that stuff, how do they connect with you? So I have a YouTube page um, at the moment, and that's where I've released a lyric video for I Am Yours. I have a Facebook page as well under my full name, Denise Inderjit. And I've never been much of a social media person, so it's just those two uh, channels at the moment. But I do have an Instagram account that I haven't been using like I should. I know it's hard work, isn't it? I'm a word. You it have to have is. stuff and I say need stuff. I a full-time uh, PR person I for know. That. I know. I hate it with you. Don't worry. I don't worry. Okay. But you'll have to spell your surname because, you know, De- Denise is, mm-hmm. is quite, you know, people can spell Denise. Yes. But the English yes. part you'll have to spell. I know. I, I sometimes laugh about this with my mother and I say, you know, if I become famous in the music industry, <laughs> I'm going to have a Darlene Chick moment where everyone refers to me by my first name Yes, because nobody knows my surname. Exactly. Name. <laughs> exactly. Okay, go for it. <laughs> so, 
It's I-N-D-E-R-J-I-T-H. Got it. Denise is that clear? <laughs> and the song's name yes. is I Am Yours. And we're going to listen to yes. it. And now this is where you come in. You see, now you make up your mind. Do you like the song? Do you not like the song? And then you let us know. Um, Denise introduced I Am Yours. It sounds like this.